We approach the midpoint of October, and we are back with our weekly look at the uh, Defender Athletics, what happened in the past week, and what is coming up for the coming week. Uh, we, we are trying out the title, Stats and Stuff, and uh, my name's Mike Biker. I'm working in the uh, Dort Athletic Communication Office. I still want to call it Sports Information, but Dort Athletic Communications Office. And I'm joined today by... Matt Boss. Athletic Communications. And Bradley Lackman, also Athletic Communications. And we are bright-eyed and ready to go on this Thursday morning. A busy night last night. Soccer out on the pitch and uh, 6 o'clock start time for the women. Playing under the lights. And uh, I'm going to ask what your impressions are of uh, playing those night contests in a little bit, guys. But first, let's recap what happened last night. First of all, the women's contest. Uh, Dort went up 2-0, tied up 2-2, and then uh, Jory Bronner scores, crashing a goal off of a missed shot by Avril Become, and uh, Dort hangs on to win it 3-2. Bradley, uh, you had the opportunity to uh, watch those games in their entirety. Uh, were the momentum shifts as much as it seemed last night in the women's contest? Well, it seemed that the defenders had control for most of the contest. Uh, just a couple goals early in the second half for Northwestern, but uh, Dort set the tone early and was able to uh, get a rebound for Jory Bronner uh, to get that game-winning goal late in the game. 15 goals for Averill this season, five assists, and Jory Bronner two goals last night and uh, lifts her season total to seven goals. Averill become having a, a great freshman campaign, and you looked it up earlier today, uh, Earlier today, Bradley. Where is she in terms of season goals on the all-time list? So she's at 15 season goals, which is tied for fifth on the all-time list, and uh, the all-time record was set by Katie Gaskell with 23 in one season. And uh, those other players that she is tied with, I looked it up. It's Noelle Krakus, Megan Graham, who was playing in the early 2000s, Bethany Nishimoto, and Nikki DeBlay. So those are some uh, familiar names if you follow Dort women's soccer. That uh, that win for the defenders comes after on the heels of a loss to Morningside on Saturday. Uh, One to nothing, Morningside obviously a very good women's soccer team, but I'm guessing... And you have have an office over near Coach uh, Coach Durbin. They might feel like one got away that they had a chance in on Saturday. Most definitely, they had opportunities uh, throughout that one. Just couldn't put it in the back of the net. And uh, Morningside, they they're pretty explosive offensively, and, and they were able to capitalize on their opportunities. But last night picked up a huge win, and they're right in the thick of things in the for that final playoff spot. Yeah, I like where they stand. They've got four games remaining. Presentation in Jamestown coming up uh, next. Presentation on Saturday and then that easy 400-mile road trip in the middle of the week next week to Jamestown. Men's contest last night, uh, all Northwestern early. It was 3-0 almost immediately, 6-1. And there will be days like that. And unfortunately for Dort last night, it was one of those days. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Northwestern, a top 25 team, and for good reason. They are quick and dynamic, and um, they uh, really showed what they could do last night. 4-1 Dort lost to Morningside. They also play presentation in Jamestown this week, and the start time for that presentation contest is 12 o'clock for the women and a 2.15 start time for the men. Uh, we uh, jump back to cross-country. We were talking last week about getting ready for the cross-country meet and uh, the uh, coverage of that last week at this time. Saturday went about as well as could be expected, I thought from a technical standpoint, but also for the teams. And uh, Matt, 
because of that, two of our runners uh, earning all-conference honors once again this week. Jessica Campman takes home the weekly honor for the third time, as does Jacob Vanderplatz, as uh, those two runners led their respective teams once again. Outstanding showing by both by both uh, athletes, individual athletes, but let's talk about the team, the women. You know, you had Jessica in the in the fourth place spot, Taylor Anima right behind, and then you got a pack. And, you know, you got the uh, five Dort runners in a span of six spots, right from about 15 to 20. And that's the key, you know, getting those, uh, your three three through seven runners that far up in the in the standings. And on the men's side, Dort men were able to win that one. And um, now it is a week off. I know Coach Wolf said we got to get to Wednesday of this week and find out where everybody, how everyone feels after that meet on Saturday. I have not heard about any injuries or anything like that. I take that as a good sign. Cross-country team now runs at Yankton a week from this. Is it Friday or Saturday? Because we've gone to some Friday meets, some Saturday meets. What is it coming up? This one's going to be on Saturday. Uh, I believe a 10 a.m. start, maybe a 10.30 for the for the women, and then the men will follow, of course. And this is the final tune-up before uh, the championship season starts in the GPAC and the NAI. Three weeks from this Saturday, the GPAC championship. Football on Saturday, Dort defeats Mount Marty 63-21. to That was a 14-7 contest a pick six by Mount Marty mid uh, in the first quarter and for about 15 minutes Bradley as we watched it it stayed at 14 to 7 and it just felt like okay when is the dam gonna burst it took a little while for Dort's offense to get going after that bye week it did take a little while but once Dort got on the board they really showed what they could do uh, Tyler Reynolds finished with uh, six total touchdowns three passing three rushing and Levi Jungling had a great uh, game with reception yards as well. I thought we had a chance at Tyler Reynolds getting player of the week this past week in the GPAC, but uh, watching the news, uh, Morningside running back scored six touchdowns as well, ran for over 200 yards. Tyler's numbers, 166 yards passing, 176 running, and I watched the contest and I thought, eh, not very sharp offensively. And then the totals come in, and it's 618 yards of total offense. So I don't know if that speaks to where the program is at. If the game, if we, if the uh, offense really was struggling to hit their stride, or if we've just gotten accustomed to those kind of numbers. But um, Dakota Wesleyan this weekend, and Dakota Wesleyan has shown themselves to be capable guys. Uh, three and three overall, three and two in the conference. Wins over Mount Marty, Hastings, and Doan. Uh, a big crowd anticipated because of Defender Days. It'd be really good to have a good showing and try to clean some things up in week number six in terms of games because there are two huge games looming, but those don't mean much if you don't take care of things on Saturday. Got to handle Dakota Wesleyan on Saturday, and as you said, a much improved Dakota Wesleyan team. They've proved that they can knock off teams, uh, but you're right. Got to fine tune some things because two weeks uh, two after this, two weeks of solid matchups coming up. Yeah, we've got uh, Morningside in Sioux City in a week and a half. We're recording this on Thursday morning, and then two and a half weeks it's Northwestern in Orange City. And I keep watching Northwestern. This is a big week coming up for Northwestern because they have they had the bye last week, and everybody's talking about the quarterback, number five, Tyson Coyman, where he's going to be back. And I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about that situation. But from a national perspective, a lot of people are watching that. And in a couple weeks, 
we're going to see that firsthand if he is able to return from that Achilles injury last year. So we are keeping an eye on that. That's the luxury of not being coaches, but being able to watch things develop across the entire conference. Women's volleyball, Bradley, pulled the ratings up. Tell me about the Great Plains Athletic Conference and the, where teams are at in the national ratings. Dort, and they've gone to the system where they only go to ratings every other week, so it kind of levels out things a little bit. If you have a bad week, you don't get hammered. If you have a really good week, you don't jump in the standings. It's, it's a little more even-keeled. Dort went, what was it, 2-2 two and two over the last two weeks. They actually rose in the standings from 18 to 16. I know Jamestown is number one. Then where does it shake out after that? Yes, well, uh, like you said, not much has changed since uh, the last few weeks. Still a lot of teams in the GPAC ranked in the top 25 are receiving votes. Uh, we have Midland coming in at 6, followed by College of St. Mary at 11, Dakota, or Northwestern at 14, Dakota Wesleyan at 15, Dort at 16, Doan at 23, and then Hastings and Concordia receiving votes. So all totaled, there are nine teams currently represented by the GPAC in the standings. Correct. And how many teams make the postseason playoff, Matt? There are eight that make the playoffs, meaning one is going to miss. Yeah, and that's an interesting one. That, that really is because I can see a scenario by which a team is – right around 500 in the conference and doesn't get into the postseason playoff. Is, yes. is that team potentially going to be in a position to still get an at-large berth in what is what a – how many teams make it? Is, is it, it 64? It's 64, I believe. Yeah, because you go down to the national tournament then and you've got those pools. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got eight pools. Yeah, it's it's it brings up some interesting scenarios. Obviously, uh, we'll, we'll watch how it plays out over the next few weeks for the Dort defenders. Got to win some matches. Um, lost to Dakota Wesleyan on the road on Wednesday – or Tuesday night, beg your pardon. Came out, played really well in the first set, and then sets two, three, and four – were unable to make the adjustments as Dakota Wesleyan was able to get make some changes in terms of our of Dort's attack. And uh, you've watched a lot of volleyball, Matt. It really does come down to, okay, the first set, what are you going to try to exploit? And then what can you do to change? What can you do to counter? And that's, that's the name of the game at this point. Yeah, and Dakota Wesleyan did make some changes on, you know, shutting down Vandevoort, who had a strong start, but then they adjusted. And, yeah, you have to make adjustments and you have to have the players in place to do that. And uh, kudos to Dakota Wesleyan for doing that Wednesday night. Addie Dwight was quiet early, and then she just got rolling in three, sets three and four. And she was very challenging to stop. Dakota Wesleyan's tempo got up. Dort's probably slowed down a little bit. Big weekend for the defenders. Have to take care of things on Friday night against Mount Marty and then playing, yeah, a nationally rated team in the College of St. Mary on Friday, uh, Saturday. And then next week, a big road trip as I uh, go to Doan and Hastings. Uh, I think it's Hastings on Friday and Doan on Saturday. But uh, these these last three weeks – Seven matches remaining. There's a lot to be determined yet. One thing about the volleyball, you take a look at the non-conference records of all of those nine teams that are receiving votes or are ranked. They're really impressive. And I think the GPAC as a whole is a power conference. Have I seen all the non-conference matches? Absolutely not. But the non-conference record, I think, speaks for itself. 
We're going to touch on golf. Golf wrapping up the fall portion of their schedule. They are the one program, or I should say the two programs, women and men, who play true split schedule. Fall, They have fall play that counts. They've got spring play that counts. Uh, the women finish sixth at the college showcase hosted at Spencer, and the men finished seventh. And my impressions of that on the women's side, uh, had to go with a little different lineup than they have and probably didn't shoot it as well as they would like. And, but the men, that was a pretty competitive field and, and put up some pretty impressive scores. Bradley, uh, do you have those results of the men's, uh, the men's to begin with where they finished seventh in seventh place? I do, yes. Uh, so the men shot a three-round total of plus 19. So they were only 19 over par. That is not a bad score for three rounds and end up seventh place out of 13, so middle of the pack. But you look where they were in comparison to some of the other conference schools in front of Dakota Wesleyan, if I remember correctly, and those uh, junior college teams, uh, those uh, the Iowa Centrals of the world and the North Iowa and Southwest, I think it's Southeast Nebraska, they have some pretty stout competition. So seventh place, now they hunker down and see what they can do over the winter to prepare. On the women's side, who led us on the women's side? Was Did it end up being Bailey Wegg that led us that day, or it those was, two days? It was Rachel Bostwick. Okay. Um, she tied for 11th overall, shooting a two-round total of 178. Very good. So that's golf. We close the book on them. We get ready for the spring. Hockey, 4-1 and one this season and went 2-1 and one in Colorado. I was curious how they would fare. Uh, Air Force, always a good program. And then, Bradley, uh, you, you've you been handling the majority of hockey. What did they do on Friday and Saturday uh, in terms of scores, and uh, where do they stand in terms of the ACHA? An impressive start to the season for the Dort hockey team, uh, defeating Colorado Springs 11-3 to on Friday night or Saturday morning, depending what time zone you're in. Um, and then uh, Colorado School of Mines, uh, four to two on Saturday. Um, four goals for Noah Wilmus in Friday's win, and Kyle Espenson finished with a hat trick. Um, so, a lot of scoring for the defenders and a good offensive showing going into this week versus Nebraska Omaha. Yeah, they play Nebraska Omaha again on Friday night. That's an eight o'clock start time. So, uh, I keep wanting to call them the Blades yet. Old habits die hard, but the Dort Defender Hockey Program off to a four and one start. So that uh, that covers everybody who's playing. And end of October coming up means we are into preseason basketball. And before we before we talk about uh, the season, Matt, you had a chance to watch the scrimmage last night. Men were scrimmaging Iowa Lakes, and Iowa Lakes typically a team that. One, they're young because they're a junior college team. It's the equivalent of mostly freshmen and sophomores, but usually a very competitive group. How do your impressions of watching the men play last night with against Iowa Lakes? Dort's a young team as well, and I thought the youth showed early. Both teams struggled offensively. I don't know if it was because it was dominated by the defense or just struggling shooting the basketball. Uh, teams played pretty even first half, but Dort definitely had the edge in the second half. And unofficially, I would say Cade Bleeker, he got hot from beyond the arc. I think he had four or five threes in the second half. And that just opens things up. 
and the basket gets bigger because then Bryce Coppock hits some, and then others hit some, and opens up some things in the interior for the Dort Bigs. So a good showing by the defenders. And that's basketball coming up, and actually the women's team begins play one week from tonight at Aberdeen, and the men are headed the other direction. They're going east to Chicago, and Bradley, uh, you have been tasked with taking a look at the basketball teams and the previews and things like that, and you've that's been uh, you've spent some time this past week doing that. Yes, and uh, coming up for this week's episode of Defender Discussions, we have uh, head coach Brian Van Haften from the men's team and coach Bill Harmson for the women's team. So uh, you'll hear some interviews with them coming up next about the upcoming season. Coach Van Haften, thank you for taking some time to sit down and talk about the upcoming men's basketball season. You're welcome. Uh, first, let's start with the roster. Uh, you had five key contributors graduate last year, uh, but also have some underclassmen who played a lot of minutes last year. Uh, can you talk about the roster makeup this year? Yeah, it'll be a different roster for sure. We've lost 10 seniors in the last two years, and uh, you know, it's a big deal. Uh, but uh, we have some good, talented guys. You know, we just have one senior on the team. It's Caleb Harmson. And, uh, you know, his best year is still in front of him yet. Uh, this year he'll have a good year. And, uh, you know, then we're going to hang on our hats on Jacob Viss and Kate Bleeker uh, quite a bit as far as guys that are juniors now that have been around the block a little bit. They're the kind of guys that can do a lot of things. They can shoot the basketball. They can score on the basket. Uh, they're pretty good defenders. Uh, they're committed. And uh, they're really good leaders on this team. And, and uh, we'll get a lot out of those guys. They're a guard court with... Uh, Bryce Coppock, even though he's been here for one year, has a lot of potential uh, to lead our team. Uh, putting the ball in the basket for us. Uh, also, Jackson Lusher is a sophomore on our team. He'll he'll play well for us this year. And you know, so we have some guys that will have a chance to do this for the first time. Camden Bielus also played the five spot for us. He'll be a junior. You know, those juniors that I mentioned, Bleeker, Viss, and Bielus, we need to have good years from those guys. They have uh, some experience. And uh, I'm looking forward to their, you know, their ability to get it done this year. And your team is uh, into the first couple weeks of practice here. What are you seeing from your team ahead of the season? A lot of times when you have a brand new team, you're not exactly sure what you're going to get. Uh, but I think we will be fast. I think we'll be good in the guard court. I think we'll shoot the basketball well from the perimeter. I think we'll be a pretty good defensive team and a rebounding team. But, you know, I guess that remains to be seen. We've had a lot of guys get a lot better in the last offseason and uh, are committed to this. And I'm really looking forward to their, uh, their year this year. Can you talk about the GPAC and how the conference is looking this year? Well, I would say that this will be a really tough year uh, as far as the GPAC is concerned. You know, some guys should take advantage of the fifth year uh, that COVID has provided for some of the players, some of the teams. You know, many teams like Morningside and Concordia, Jamestown, Northwestern, they have key guys coming back. Doan, they have key guys coming back who are going to be playing for their fifth year. And uh, that makes for a, a big challenge for a young team like us, but also one where uh, we, you know, we have a chance to really develop as a, as a group here over the next two or three years because this will be the same group that's out there for the next two or three years for us. And, uh, but, but we know the GPAC will be really tough. Uh, a lot of good players in this conference. Yeah, we're looking forward to uh, seeing what we have. 
And you have a good test uh, to open the season against William Penn. They finished second in NAIA polls last season. Can you talk about the non-conference schedule and what you're seeing there? Yeah, we start out in Chicago. Um, yeah, I didn't realize we'd be playing William Penn. I don't know if that's good for our young guys or not, but uh, we're looking forward to seeing what we have. It'll be good for us just to get away as a group, uh, to go out there and play our first couple of games of the year. After that, I think we play the next five games against uh, North Star, which is a league that's just a little bit north of us here, which you know, has some really good teams in it. You know, some of those games are at home, some on the road, and uh, those will all be good tests. And then we have our Thanksgiving Classic where we have Purdue State and Oak Hills Christian here uh, over Thanksgiving. And uh, so those will be the nine non-conference games. They'll be fun. I mean, we, I've always enjoyed the non-conference. Kind of gets you, gives you a chance to see what you're good at as a team and keep making adjustments. And uh, I like making adjustments with teams as, as we go along. That's always been something that I've enjoyed. And uh, I'm looking forward to that again this year. What did you see your team do well last year? And how do you hope to build on that going into this season? Well, I think it'll be a new year. Last year, our team had had some good experience with Garrett Franken and Jesse Jansman and Ben Gasink. These guys had played a lot of basketball for us uh, for three or four years. And uh, I appreciated those guys because they were the guys who were the young guys when I first got here at Dort. Their commitment to the program was fantastic. But I'd like to play a little bit faster, and I, I think we'll, we'll see us do that a little bit more this year. And still be, you know, a good defensive team like we were last year. And and, uh, just keep growing as a team and keep getting better each and every day. Coach Harmson, thank you for taking some time today to talk about the upcoming basketball season and your thoughts on last year as well. Thanks, Bradley. It's good to be with you once again and uh, as we anticipate getting the season rolling. To start, can you tell me about this year's team and what you're looking forward to about the upcoming season? Yeah, we have a lot of uh, players back again, Bradley, from uh, last year. And uh, I think we have a really good nucleus of kids that are going to be able to step on the floor and perform at a really high level right right from the um, first game. Those women have put a lot of work in. Uh, they put a lot of time in into the game and uh, are healthy. So we feel really good about uh, the people that we have returning. We also have a really good group of freshmen. Uh, We have five freshmen in varsity uniform, and uh, these kids are really uh, pushing the envelope athletically, and and their skill is really good. And so it's... uh, we're going to have a good mix of returners and then also some fresh faces on the floor. And uh, I, I think we're going to put a really good product on the floor and a fun team to watch for our fans. Uh, so we're excited for that. Three of the top four scorers from last year's team come back this year, um, including Ashton Verbeek, who is an All-American, and Bailey Beckman coming back from injury. Can you talk about what experience this roster brings to the team? Well, it certainly does. I, um, Ashton's a tremendous player, and she's uh, just a tremendous talent, and she's so versatile in, um, in what she can do on the floor. Um, she's a fantastic three-point shooter. She can handle the ball very well. Um, but she's really spent a lot of time on just tuning into her game underneath the basket. And um, right now she's unstoppable in practice um, whenever she catches the ball within 12 feet because she has so many different moves that she can go to uh, to score at the rim. So I, I'm really looking forward to Ashton having a, just an incredible season again for us, and, and, uh, and I know she expects the same. Bailey, it's, uh, she got the go-ahead, the green light, uh, about a week and a half ago to go uh, full contact, full court after a knee injury last year. 
Um, Bailey worked incredibly hard over the summer just to get into the conversation of playing once again. And, and uh, boy, I don't even notice it anymore that she had a knee injury. So she's playing much more confidently. Uh, her quickness and her ability to create her own shot is back. And so, you know, having, having those two um, back in, in the lineup for us, I mean, those are two potent kids that can really score the basketball. So, and we'll be looking for them to do that. Can you talk about other returning players as well? And, uh, Carly Gustafson was also an all-conference mention last year. And uh, Carly had a great season. Um, she had a period of, a, uh, I think it was four to five weeks in the middle of the season last year where she was out with a concussion. And it's two years in a row that we went down to Concordia and she left there with a concussion. So uh, we're hoping that that doesn't happen to her this year. Uh, Carly's in just tremendous shape. She's put on a lot of muscle, uh, much more physical than what she was last year. Um, so we're looking for Carly to do some really good things for us. What are some of the strengths that you're seeing from this year's team? Well, this team gets along so well, Bradley. There's a genuine love for each other. Um, there's a genuine commitment to our purpose together. And, and uh, these kids really enjoy being together. And if you have a team like that, boy, uh, then you really have something. And, and these kids genuinely get along. I think this team uh, will be able to score the basketball in a variety of ways. Um, I think we're going to be able to play with a little more speed and aggression than what we have, uh, than what we did this past season. I mean, I also think we're going to be pretty good defensively. You know, whenever you have a couple rim protectors like we have, you know, that then you can take a few more risks defensively on the perimeter. Um, so I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what this team does. You know, they've had 16 practices against each other. It's time for them to go play against somebody else at this point. So we're looking forward to getting out and having some scrimmages and, and getting going with our season just to see um, if what we're seeing in practice will translate into a game atmosphere. And tell me about the GPAC and the conference outlook this year. Our league is going to be really tough again. Morningside returns everybody. Uh, they have a, a kid that's coming back for a super senior year for COVID and and um, they have everybody back, and I think they're going to be really good. I think Concordia was, you know, they were young last year, um, so they got another year of experience. I think they're going to be really good. I think there's going to be a bunch of teams kind of in the middle, uh, you know, with the Briar Cliffs and the Jamestowns and the Northwesterns and the Dakota Wesleyans. And, but, again, our league is so tough on any given night, anybody can beat anyone. And uh, so last year in the conference standings, you know, we finished fifth. We had a good year. Uh, but we were 13 and one against the teams beneath us in conference standing. We were one and eight against the teams above us. So uh, um, that is a priority, you know, to make sure that we can compete against those teams that finished above us uh, last season. What did your team do well last year, and how do you hope to build on that this year? That's uh, a good, good question. I, you know, I thought we shared the ball really well last year. You know, we shot the ball. Uh, this, that last year was my third season here. We shot the ball from the perimeter better last year. We just didn't make as many, but we shot it better. And so this year, you know, we're hoping to build on that. Um, I think we brought in, you know, in our freshman class, again, some really good shooters. And so I think we're going to be able to continue to build on that where we can have that inside-out game going um, on a nightly basis. Um, I think we're, we've recruited athletes that can really get up and down the floor and run. Last year, I thought our break was stifled a lot, and a lot of that had to do with how teams were guarding us. But I think it was stifled a lot. This year, we were hoping that we can get out and, and uh, run uh, the break a little bit more. I thought last year our seniors did an awesome job of, of developing community within our team. And I think that's another aspect, Bradley, that people can see those things on the floor. If your kids genuinely love each other and get along and love playing for one another, and uh, I think that's something that we'll see this year as well. 
Thank you for your time this morning, and we'll look forward to seeing your team compete on the floor in a few weeks. Yeah, it's amazing to think that basketball season's right around the corner, Bradley. So really looking forward to uh, talking with you more about our team, and uh, we hope Defender Nation shows up and uh, supports these women. This has been Defender Discussions. Watch for future releases on the Dort Athletics website and on our social media outlets.